Well, good morning, good day, good evening. My name is Jill, and this is my journals, Jill's Journals Out Loud. <sighs> All right, let's just take a deep breath. You should be hearing this Monday afternoon or Tuesday morning, depending on when and if I can get it uploaded. So it's such a, uh, a day, right? Today is Monday, 11, 7, 2 o'clock Mountain Standard Time that I'm recording this, and Tomorrow is November 8th, 2022. It's the election here in America. And I'm sure you, like me, are getting pounded with texts and spam, phone calls uh, regarding voting and candidates and things like that. And it feels like a world on edge, a precipice. And I don't want to talk about the election. I want to talk about this energy problem of uh constantly waiting for either the next shoe to drop or some kind of confirmation that everything's going to be okay or this constant strain which I've been under and I'm sure many of you too of what decision do I make because everything seems so fragile <clears throat> sorry up in the air uh, insecure uncertain uh, and you know I've just been so afraid to make certain decisions that uh, I feel immobilized and panicked at the same time, right? I've got to rush around and do something, but I'm terrified to do something. What if it's the wrong thing to do? And what if I make a mistake? What if I just do something awful to myself? Uh, and I, if I had just held out a little longer or not made that decision? <clears throat> Sorry, I'm on my no edit version because... Uh, I'm officially moved to a new spot, and so uh, it will be my second most horrific move ever in a trailer situation, and I'm going to talk about that because that's what all of this feels like, something that should be super simple and easy. It took over four hours to move, drum roll, one and one half mile away. So all I did was move a mile and a half from one spot to the other, and it took over four hours. So you know there's a story there. It wasn't pretty, it wasn't fun, it wasn't ugly, but luckily I was not alone and I could navigate the situation. Uh, I was able to laugh about it a little bit yesterday. Uh, today I am so sore and so tired. I finally have got everything put away enough where I can you know move around in the trailer and if it rains outside uh, everything I own won't be destroyed but before I tell you the fabulous story which I was telling uh, Stephen was uh, the name of the person that was helping me I was telling him I don't normally tell him anybody when I have these kinds of events because he was able to witness the things that I never show you and my reactions in them uh, and I was explaining how dangerous you can see if anybody tried to film this at the same time they were going through the experience itself you know without a cameraman that is completely disconnected from the problem-solving uh, thrashing around problem itself it's extremely dangerous to try to to take a camera and record because it's extremely dangerous to not put your full focus when you have a 10,000 or almost 10,000 pound trailer 20,000 with the truck and the trailer so uh, it's a lot of weight, it's very scary, and it did not go well. So before we tell you that story, though, <clears throat> I want to just uh, touch back on what I had said at, as I opened. 
Today is November 7th and one of the reasons I wanted to hop over and move quickly is uh, you know some of the things I listen to is the back chatter and the city of Kyrgyzstan Ukraine has been put on uh, everybody evacuate status they're literally going door to door to get people out and there was a lot of speculation that that was going to be the scene of a nuclear strike today or maybe tomorrow because the deadline was to be out by today so I don't know you know what the details around that were and NATO would retaliate and you know life as we know it would change and I did not want to be where I was I wanted to be here and so I hadn't really planned on moving yesterday and uh, as a secondary backup I was uh, informed I needed to leave off that piece of property so I had two things that said you need to move now and I did without uh, it being a very good day and without and with a lot of issues mud and moving things that I would like to have used up food and wood before I moved everything over so you know sometimes life gives us a signal and but it's so difficult to know what the right thing to do is because logically I should wait till the mud dried but emotionally uh, there were other things at play I didn't have a choice you know there was some pressure to get out uh, and it's hard to be in a situation where you're kind of unwanted and so uh, I just wanted to get it over with again you know anyways so but we're kind of in that moment now where we're facing an election where there's so much pressure on what the outcome's going to be uh, what's being uh, real what's propaganda what are we being you know cattle called into it feels like in many ways you know we're in a cattle shoot and we don't know what's happening we just know we're being herded in a specific direction and do we just get out do we keep going what kind of decisions should we be making and it's just feels like it's hard to hold on to what the maybe the right decision is and the reason I wanted to talk about that was because everything went wrong yesterday and it was such an easy move to make and I stop and I ask myself what is the sign what is the point what is the meaning of just such tremendous difficulty is it just random because you know things happen uh, is the universe trying to tell me something uh, did I make the wrong decision should I be not going uh, you know when we feel this terrible uncertainty at least let me rephrase that when I feel this terrible terrible uncertainty uh, and insecurity and life and death decisions it's it's like you start grasping at things because one of the things you know I've noticed as we push towards more and more uncertainty out in the world we have more and more people coming forward either claiming authority for an unfolding of events uh, just giving their opinion with absolutely no real facts just emotional responses to it uh, we have people who are tapped into behind the scenes and so who knows what's real and what's not real behind the scenes but nobody's in the mind of the people that are actually making these great big decisions that affect our lives forever now you know if you're somebody who's invested in this like me you spend a lot of time scanning 
uh, and listening to a lot of different people, resources, information. And, you know, one of the reasons I share a few things here and there <clears throat> is when, you know, I land on somebody that's less emotionally attached to what's happening and is just collecting information to share about what's happening. And it doesn't mean that anybody's right or anybody can really guess the future because the reality is like you need to move, right? One day everything's okay, the next day you need to move. There's no intellectual logic or reason. There's just an emotional response and you have to react to that. You are now in a situation where you are uh, being asked to do something. And it might not be the most logical or practical thing to do. And that's kind of where we're at, the micro and the macro, right? Do you spend all the money that you have because the market's going to crash? Because that's what they keep talking about. Do you save your cash because the market's going to crash? But is cash going to be worthless? Is the, our is our goods and services going to be so inflated that you won't even be able to buy them? Uh, what is it better to buy now? Or what is it better just to go without? Or... You know, what kind of future are we walking into? What do I do? And, I, you know, it's just hard to not spin out on these ideas. And, you know, I see more and more and more people are listening to other people just trying to find someone, I think, that will tell you everything's going to be okay. And if you're, you know, if you're super practical, right, and you're doing all the research and you're, you know, digging into the behind the scenes and the actual documents and things like that, and you're looking at everything going, man, there is no way it's all going to be okay. But emotionally, I just want it to all be okay. Because the reality of what's coming down the pike is too much. Now, Yesterday's reality of coming down the pike was too much, but it was just a simple thing that one does on every single day. Move a trailer. And, you know, the, the, there's just no way to predict what the future's going to bring. And there's no way to predict which version of events is the one that is positioning you in a way that you will appreciate or you know, you feel like you made a mistake and you really did the wrong thing. And, you know, intuitively we can say, okay, this feels right. And right now I'm sitting in the sun and it's warm inside and I can physically move from front to back at this point. I can physically find food to eat. You know, it's not that uh, the trailer move usually involves everything going on the floor. And so, you know, things are off the floor. Uh, the dog has run around this morning. She's laying down and she's quiet. She's in super spasm mode because there's all kinds of new things to bark at. But she's got a lot more freedom here because we're in an extre extremely remote area. And so it's hard to know. But what happened that kind of prompted me with this is that, uh, you know, I am so stressed out about trying to make decisions like everybody with limitations and uncertainties and unknowns and how do you know it's the right decision and then after the fiasco of yesterday you know it's like how do you know it's the right decision and once I finished all my hard stuff for today I told myself once I got everything you know out of the rain and put back in and you know organized enough I can walk front to back uh, I just need to take a nap because everything hurts. I'm so sore and I'm so tired. And so I couldn't really sleep. 
But all of a sudden, just this uh, wave washed over me of, a, of information and a plan and ideas. And for this moment, I feel so calm and so clear and so certain. And one of those things that, you know, we don't like to admit to ourselves or to others. Uh, I don't trust myself anymore because so many bad things have happened, right? And so it's hard to trust these moments and there's nothing about these moments of calm and faith and certainty and peace that last forever but right now right here right now I feel a sense of peace of calm of certainty of everything's going to be okay and here are the steps you need to take I've been juggling a, a lot of decisions not knowing what to do with them and none of them working out that's the other frustration you know you, you have a plan you go to make a decision and then things keep imploding and it's hard because you know I want to believe my intuition I want to believe my fact-finding I want to believe my wisdom I want to believe what I learned over the years and decades of my life that I can trust and you know when I was moving the trailer I put all of the things I knew about my trailer into practice and once things went wrong everything I knew became irrelevant because all of the skill set that I've accomplished in moving that trailer went out the window because I had a whole new set of problems and to me it's such an example of what kind of future we're walking into uh, as I record this you know diesel shortages are increasing uh, mail delivery is hit and miss you know I'm expecting something that was supposed to be here Saturday it's now lost uh, you know I'm completely aggravated because it was you know I've been feel like I've been rushing to put together these last little pieces of things I need and this was the last thing that was coming in the mail and of course it's the expensive thing and it's gone it's floating around somewhere in California and so uh, you know it just feels so out of control there's no one to call there's nothing to do I keep visualizing uh, you know they showed in LA those trains that were full of people's packages laying all over the railroad tracks uh, and it's not the end of the world if it doesn't show up, but it's the principle, you know, it's like it should just show up. Things should just work. Uh, you know, one of the things I always try to do is visualize a process before I engage in it. So, you know, I had driven back and forth the new spot the from the old spot that that morning, you know, making sure that the car was warmed up, you know, where were the tough corners uh, visualizing the completion of the trip everything going okay uh, so it makes me feel confident and I feel like I'm putting into the energy systems you know this is going to be everything's going to be okay it's a mile and a half right how bad can it be <laughs> so we're in that kind of moment right to, as I'm recording this there's like breath being held by everybody as we move into an election process as we are moving into the potential of another uh, World War three which technically is on but whether the nukes are going to fly as we move into this election process as we are moving into the ceasing of delivery systems as diesel if it it's not out of production it's just so greatly restricted I read a good article on the different reasons why uh, but there's so much going on that 
it's just hard to know what's happening. You know, Saudi Arabia committed their oil to China. You know, there's a whole push to get rid of the petrodollar. There's a bigger push to move Americans and Western civilization onto a digital dollar where everything will be tracked and then the same day all of your money will get wiped out. You know, then you see a picture with a big fence being put around one of the uh, Fed's um, banks and there's just this constant streaming of information that's fearful and then nothing big happens or just minor inconveniences happen until something happens to you like my little package and now I'm engaged, right? Like how can this be happening and... Uh, I'm special, this isn't supposed to happen to me, and, you know, I have all this preparation, and the, and the, the trailer disaster still happened to me, and it's very frustrating, and, you know, like I said, I'm sharing this because we want there to be safety, and we want there to be comfort, and we want there to be survival, and we want there to be a way forward that we can count on, right, that we can put our faith into it's hard to put faith into radical uncertainty and trust a process that's filled with crappy things and that's the way I felt you know earlier today I'm like why did all of this happen and so I gave myself a reason thinking okay I can do that and make peace with it Uh, and then you know I took my little half nap and I uh, woke up and I thought you know this is a whole different way sorry can't edit that out Uh, there's a whole different way now to think about the same set of circumstances Uh, for today I have a plan uh, and tomorrow we all get to see what happens because nobody knows for sure what happens I don't think anybody I think all kinds of people are making plans (laughs) and nobody can really know at the highest level what version is going to happen to you. We're all going to have a radically different experience no matter what the consequences are. Some people are in a very safe, comfortable place and they're all just not going to notice things are going on. Other people are going to be in the worst place ever. And it's just really hard to make peace with radical uncertainty, especially when things go super haywire. And there's so much speculation that the haywire factor has only just begun. And so, uh, I am now off the internet, so I have to do these things uploaded on my phone. So I'm not gonna be able to do, uh, I'm gonna have to keep them shorter than previous. So I might do more, I haven't decided yet. Who knows, we may not have internet tomorrow. It may be irrelevant. That's why I kind of feel like I want to get, what would be the last thing I would say to you? And, you know, that would really be, just going back to the same things I've talked about, you know, the art of containment, the eye of the storm, stillness in the chaos, peace in the crazy, right? No matter how big the war is, you can still decide who you want to be within that point in time and energy. And, you know, I've had a really hard time calming myself down. And, you know, I laid down and I think I could crash because like I said, I got enough of the stuff put away where I don't have to feel as stressed out. And so the fatigue just washed over me. But at the same time, this clarity washed over me. Now, who knows how I'll feel tomorrow. And that's sort of the frustration. Just because you feel like you've got a handle on something doesn't mean it's going to last forever. And I don't have any answers around this, but Again, if this was like my last podcast with you ever, 
I can only say what I would like my way forward to be, and this is what I work towards, is eye of the storm, right? Riding the wave, you know, being being the storm and then being the eye in the storm, being both, fight and stillness. And that's who I want to be. I don't want to let out there get to me, but, you know, you get tired enough and you get enough uh, things rolling downhill on you uh, and you poop out, but then eventually it passes and you recover and you get to make another decision. And so with all the noise and the opining and the fear and the statistics and the studies and the news headlines and the shock and awe of the catastrophe of everything that's going on around us and everything that is a potential to happen to us, and we're going to just breathe deep. I know my chest even hurts from just picking up heavy stuff. I can hardly breathe deep. Is that we just remember there is no clear way forward out in the world. We just have no idea what our spirit and soul is here to learn, how we're being navigated forward. What looks like catastrophe may be the most important good thing ever to happen to you. What good thing that you think is happening to you today may be the biggest catastrophe tomorrow. There's just no absolute version of life in our own personal understanding and perspective. And that's the big flaw in the whole world, right? is just because you think you know what's best for you doesn't mean that's what your spirit or your soul thinks or knows what's best for you. And that emotionally, we're so driven by events and frustrations and stress that we can easily get ourselves off track. And it's a challenge. It's a way to learn. I think that's the best thing about getting older is I remember that with relationships, thinking, you know, in the first one, you think you're going to die. Oh, my God, I can't believe you don't love me. And then eventually, you're like, oh, all right, whatever. So it's, you know, the, the beauty of getting older is you've been through more of life's bumps and humps. And there's the possibility that what is terrifying and horrific yesterday may just have been the thing that you needed to bump other things into place. So if I could leave you with anything, that would be it. Just try to stay the course and stay calm. No matter what happens, uh, all of the big stuff is out of our control. But the little stuff, the daily decisions, the small interactions, we get to decide about that. We get to choose. And it's okay to get tired. It's okay to get grumpy. It's okay to get crazy. That was sort of my comment. The reason I don't show anybody these things is because I bitch and moan and complain and uh, perseverate and stress out you know when things are stressful and it takes me a while to calm down and then you know come back and look at things differently and so nobody needs to witness that process although it was witnessed yesterday <laughs> all right so with that uh, I'm going to give you a little rundown on how yesterday's move went I wish we'd had a cameraman it was so ridiculous all right so it had snowed a couple days uh, you know I was asked to leave on the same day it started snowing and I said you know I'm leaving I can't leave today right because it had just started snowing so there's some mud on the ground it was still damp it was still muddy uh, I gave it a day not long enough FYI but 
uh, we're having, you know, Sunday and Monday are sunny and warm days. Comparatively, we're having early winter this year. So I wanted to hop onto it, you know, while it was nice so I could get out. And, you know, got packed up, got hooked up. Uh, I don't know if any of you ever saw a picture of what my trailer was, but I was on a hill the nose was pointed downhill so it was jacked so high the front end is so high I could walk under the front end and let's just say I didn't have to crank it down or crank it up to get it loaded on the truck and so uh, I was extremely nervous about that amount of weight being pushed forward uh, when it uh, got cut loose and that wasn't the problem so we get it all hooked up I try to remember how to hook it up so the hitch can't pop off but it's so muddy I can't pull forward so I have to go into four-wheel drive can't pull forward and this is going downhill so I can't even pull the forward trailer forward in the mud going downhill and I have to go uphill so I go into four low and I pull out, yay, I'm moving, only to realize that the U-turn I was going to make works when you're in two-wheel drive. It doesn't turn sharp when you're in four-wheel drive low. So I couldn't make my turn to get out, but I was committed at this point. And as I'm pulling forward, I look back and I've run over a tree. It's, not, it's a shrub tree. But it is about four or five feet tall completely the trailer completely ran over it I don't know why I didn't stop right then but that's a separate issue so I kept going pull 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 right I do a lot of little engine that could I think I can I think I can I pull up onto the gravel road I level out before I exit the cattle guard which is danger zone number two and I think well, I better go check the trailer just to see what happened because I was worried about what was going on with the tires so I get out and the trailer is off the hitch sitting in the bed of my truck I have pulled the trailer up an incline with the thing sitting in the back of my truck and off the hitch for those of you who've seen it's super rusty back there and so it's very nerve-wracking that this has ever happened much less happened more than once so then I find out not only did I pull the trailer uphill with the hitch in the truck not on the ball I've got the emergency brake on the whole time oh well that might have been why it was difficult to go forward <sighs> all right so we rehook up again this time I have to get across the cattle gate but there's been so much rain that the dirt roads have these really deep ditches and culverts so deep that if my tire or the trailer tire gets in there it will be really bad but for those of you who have ever pulled a long trailer you have to go really far to get a tight turn with the wheels on the trailer and my for those of you who don't know uh, my trailer is 36 feet and them wheels are way in the back alright so I make that turn hallelujah danger zone number three the next left turn same problem deep culvert I go as wide 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 as I can I make that left and clunk clunk back wheel catches in the trailer back wheel catches in the culvert I stop I look it's off the hitch again 
third time her cooking this thing up. All right, we're not really having very much fun yet. <sighs> Deep breath, hooked up, ready to go. So starting to pull forward, danger zone number four. There is an incline about halfway up. It gets a lot steeper with short, steep hop over. Somebody has graciously, uh, ungraciously, put on some gravel. I'm already concerned about this because I've noticed that when my truck goes by itself, it's having gripping problems as it is. I get the truck two-thirds of the way up the hill in the soft gravel and I stop. I can't move. Got my foot down on the accelerator. I ain't going nowhere. Don't know what to do and I think okay maybe I can roll back. Look in my mirror. Left or yeah, left wheel's about to go into another culvert. I'm jackknifed. I'm not backing up straight because I don't ever know how to back up straight. Slam on the brakes and just sit there waiting for the person who's helping me, Stephen, to come back because he's in front of me and he's like, you never came over the hill. <laughs> no, I did not. So my truck and trailer are now in the middle of the road on a steep hill and I'm just sitting there. So we look and the trailer hitch <laughs> is off the ball again. This time I didn't even hit a bump. I have no idea why it detached again. So now I'm completely freaked out because I have no idea what to do. I can't pull up and I can't back forward and I've got all this weight on a gravel road with no traction and no way to pull forward and no way to back up. So you know we get out, we brace the wheels as best we can, we put the the you know post down, we hold our breath it doesn't roll. So we unhook. Now we have to make a decision. In the meantime, three different people have stopped to ask what's happening. Uh, everybody wanted to ask if they could help. Well, two of the three people wanted to ask if they could help, which was very nice. But because this is what community is like, people just want to stop talking or start talking. And I'm like, I can't, we can't talk. We got to keep working on this problem because this is the afternoon. This didn't happen in the morning. We started about noon, which is really one o'clock, you know, with the time change. And so the day is passing and my home is in the middle of the road on a steep hill. <laughs> I'm in panic mode, right? I don't want to have a conversation about whatever. So uh, one person heard me and left. The second person just kept talking. Eventually, we finally got back to problem solving because uh, they weren't panic. It wasn't their house sitting on a steep road <laughs> in an incline that was just screaming disaster with culverts and uh, whatever on the rocks everywhere. Oh, it was horrifying. Anyway, so, so we make the decision to use his truck to pull my truck over the top. Now here's where the miracles are uh, good. He's actually uh, has a history of driving trailers and he did a crazy move out here you know from out of state traveled a long distance with two cars and two trailers up a scary rocky incline so he actually invested in heavy duty pulling equipment thank you you know 15 and 30,000 pound uh, weighted things to pull because if you've ever walked through one of my trailer stories where it pops off the hitch 
everything breaks. It doesn't matter how strong it is. So we hook it up, get the trailer hooked up. It doesn't roll everything back. Get the t truck hooked up, pull forward, take out the slack, the go signal. He pulls, I drive forward, I'm over the hill. <sighs> Deep breath. <laughs> Thank you, God. All right, so we unhook. Now it's almost flat going the rest of the way, but at least we're off the gravel. We're back onto the dirt road and it's dry enough now where it's relatively hard pack. So I make danger zone number, what are we, five or six now, five. With another culvert, I make that turn. Everything's okay. Short hill, for whatever reason, the truck barely crawls at two miles an hour over the smallest hill you've ever seen. I have no idea what's going on at this point. But we make it over the hill. We have just a little bit further to go. It's been four hours. <laughs> no water, no food, sunburned. It's just been a really bad time. As a side note, we have he has two dogs and I have a dog. So the three of them have spent a lot of this time playing. So they're not stressed out to the same degree that I'm stressed out. He's not as stressed out as me because it's not his house that was sitting in the middle of the road at a steep angle. Deep breath. Little tiny bit farther. Danger zone number six. To, because there's uh, this lot is undeveloped, there's no driveway. And when they make these culverts... There's natural culverts that they try to make, and then there's the rain that digs them out to the to the you know danger zone level. So this is a low place. There's a lot of mud, but there was one spot that was less messy, less muddy, less steep, less uh, rocky. So I've driven over it multiple times with the truck, you know, trying to smooth it down a little bit. But there's a big bump on the left and a big bump on the right, and a narrow space in the middle. And if I can just pull through the middle maybe my hitch won't come off again. <sighs> Deep breath. So I, I pull forward. I got my, I, this time I'm not even looking on the road. I've spent the whole time looking at my hitch to see if it, you know, in my rear view mirror, see if my hitch is going to fall off. Pull through the danger zone number six. I made it. You know, get out, look, I'm okay. So managed to get you know, through the field. It's a relatively flat. It's still muddy, but get around, uh, you know, again in four-wheel drive low, can't make the turn. He has to get out and back it up for me and then pull it straight. But this is minor at this point, minor, minor, minor. Pull in to my new parking spot. <sighs> I'm finally here. That was a horrible movie experience. If you could see, I have to put up a picture at some point in the back of my truck. It is a miracle it did not just pound through my truck bed, which of course the gas tank is right underneath. Uh, but I think part of the problem was it's bounced on that. Uh, the, the, the hitch and the, the steel plate and the hitch are concave, but I think what's happening is the reason that it won't close 100% over the ball is that slight concave, but now it's much more pronounced. Uh, and so it is unusable. I cannot move this trailer with that truck ever again. I mean, maybe like two feet forward, two feet back, something safe, but I can't ever do it again. And so 
this morning I was having that discussion with myself like what was the purpose of all of that you know why would it be so traumatic to move such a short distance it was very very uh, difficult it was uh, you know upsetting it was imposing to everybody (sighs) but we made it right and um, it's over and I have to tell you I'm in a beautiful spot it feels awesome like I told you I you know I went for a little nap this afternoon and I woke up and everything just felt different the energy here is different Uh, there's more sun I feel calm I feel so grateful to be in this spot now I have no idea you know really what all that meant if it's just one of those things that happens if it was trying to teach me a lesson Uh, what I will tell you my takeaway is my days of dragging trailers in any vehicle are over I have had so many bad experiences pulling trailers I'm terrified now to just do something super simple you know move a mile and a half and granted if even in my white trailer I had so many things go wrong constantly I am done moving trailers period I don't mind living in one I am never moving another trailer again I cannot deal with the nightmare and you know one of the things I was you know Stephen was able to understand is this trailer is so heavy it's so dangerous uh, you know, if if you're by yourself and it fell, you know, and cut your legs. I mean, it's just so there's so much weight and heaviness and and uh, difficulty with it that it's just not something you know that I can do. You know, as I'm getting older and weaker by myself anymore. You know, I was really grateful that he was able to crank, help crank because it's so hard for me to crank this up now. I can jump up and pull my full body weight on the handle and it's still not go down it's you know it gets to be so difficult when it gets to a certain point so that was my moving day it was just so much fun (laughs) oh plus the joy of moving my wood pile for the 97th time you know it's funny when you first get your wood it's like oh that looks like a lot of wood and then you stack it up and you go oh that doesn't look like that much wood well after you've moved it a couple times it feels like a ridiculous amount of wood and I have it on the ground I just threw it on the ground and I looked at it and I thought you know it doesn't look like that much wood (laughs) and then this morning Haven was helping me by scattering all the pieces of wood further and further away from the wood pile so uh, that was my that's why I'm tired that's why I'm freaked out and that story went on longer because now I'm in a longer podcast than I wanted it to be. But, so who knows? The whole world could be perfect. There could be nothing scary going on anywhere in the world. And I still had a terrible experience surrounded, you know, by people who were, you know, offering to help, who had the right tools, who had the right skills we're able to come together and have this problem be resolved and I think that's just the way we move forward it doesn't have anything to do as much with what's going on around us as it is on how we're going to deal with all these day in and day out issues even when you know it's starvation even when it's the choice of you know going hungry or giving you know your child your food I mean there's just no 
clarity about which future we're walking into. But the one I most wish for you, you know, I had difficulty holding on to it yesterday, but right now is just being able to let go of all the chaos, all the crazy, all the horror stories, all the tragedies, and just decide who you want to be in this moment at this time. Because whatever's going on, eventually it will pass in one form or the other. You may not get the outcome that you want. You may not get the process that you want. But there's a lot of this we can't control. And it's okay to be stressed out. Like, you know, my way is to bitch and complain my way through a process. And then I can let it go once it's over. So whatever version of the world or how you'd be in the world is yours is not the issue. It's just deciding to move forward in it even when you're like me and you just can't trust it anymore you still just get up every day and move forward in it and for me like right this moment the dog is quiet except for that one little bark the sun is out I'm warm I'm fed I can rest I'd like to say I am home but if we've learned anything about my life, who knows what that actually means. What I do know is my truck is never pulling this trailer anywhere ever again. So with that, I just wanted to give you a little glimpse into what my day looked like yesterday, but how it's really going to be for us every day at some point through the things that may be coming. But there will always be a way through. Maybe not the answer that you want, maybe not the process that you want, but maybe never even understanding why it happened the way it did. But if we can get to a point eventually where we can let it go and find a calm place again. And with that, my friends, let's just hope there's a next time. And I wish you well in our crazy world. Deep breath, and I will see you. I'm going to say it next time.